This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you could have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Tonight, Bill Cosby's Life Behind Bars. The shocking image revealing the toll prison has taken on the fallen star. Then... I'm the dude, so that's what you call me. Jeff Bridges reveals he's battling cancer. And... Hold on a second. A Baby Archie update from Harry and Meghan. We are just trying to embrace all of the quality time we get with our son. Plus, Friends for 30 Years co-stars for the first time. Nicole Kidman and Hugh Grant's new showmance. You kept saying, don't hug on me or kiss on me too much. And only we're reuniting the stars of Best in Show. Now, why does it have to be slow motion? <laughs> More than two years after he was sent to prison, we have a new look at Bill Cosby behind bars. And the image is both sad and disturbing at the same time. Cosby is grinning, looking down, and a white face mask is hanging from his neck. This latest mugshot of the disgraced comedian was taken in September and just released today. So why the new photo? A prison rep tells E.T. that inmates get new mugshots every once in a while as their appearance changes and Cosby was due for a new one. In fact, in just the two years since his last prison photo, Cosby appears more disheveled and to have aged considerably. Back in March, the 83-year-old's lawyers tried to get him an early release from prison after a COVID-19 outbreak inside the facility where he's staying. That was denied. 
Cosby's hoping to overturn his conviction in December when his appeal goes before the Pennsylvania Supreme Court. Let's move on to the day's other big story. Oscar winner Jeff Bridges has revealed he has cancer. The 70-year-old was upbeat and in good spirits with us at last year's Golden Globes. I feel young inside. I still feel like a young punk. Jeff shared his cancer news in the kind of laid-back style made famous by his character in The Big Lebowski. Quote, as the dude would say, new blank has come to light. I'm the dude. I have been diagnosed with lymphoma. Although it is a serious disease, I feel fortunate that I have a great team of doctors and the prognosis is good. I'm starting treatment. I don't think there's a cause for panic. The numbers are in his favor. We don't know which one he has, but it's 86% for Hodgkin. It's 70% for non-Hodgkin. That's the five-year survival rate. Those are pretty darn good numbers compared to some other cancers. You know, Jeff is so beloved for his work on screen, but he once said that he had a hard time choosing if he wanted to be an actor or a musician. Or was he both, Lauren? Well, he won an Oscar for playing a musician. Hello, that's what I'm saying. Yes. Yes. Speaking of music, The Voice is back. And let's talk some drama, by the way. Blake Shelton and Gwen Stefani are competing again, and it did not take them long to go from in love to at each other's throats. to me. What? You're about to break up America's couple. Blake and Gwen can, you know, hug and play and fight and like be playful and and it's okay. Oh, Gwen faced off and ultimately Gwen and girl power won. That's something coach Kelly is all about on and off the set. I love doing this show with another female on in the chair. I'm a girl's girl. Not much happening backstage this season. Just a lot of reflection. Today would have been Kelly's seventh wedding anniversary with Brandon Blackstock. She filed for divorce right before shooting began on The Voice. It is the worst. I mean, the past few months have been horribly sad. I do miss giving Kelly a little squeeze, that's for sure. We're both blessed that we have our music to be able to have as an outlet. And if you wonder what kind of influence Blake's had on Gwen's music, well, check her out last night on Fallon, turning her hits country. Meanwhile, on Dancing, Peta and Vernon needed some soothing after getting the boot. Peta, you look like you're getting a little emotional. I can see it on your face. We love each other very much. And this pro needed a history lesson. We are dancing to Good Vibrations. Come on, come on. Who doesn't love Mark Wahlberg? Mark Wahlberg, how does he get into this conversation? <laughs> because Mark Wahlberg is Marky Mark. Guys, I was also born in 94. Right, yeah. I was a fetus when Marky Mark was singing these songs. Yeah. She hasn't even seen Boogie Nights. I don't even know what that is. So Jenna doesn't exactly stand Mark Wahlberg, but it looks like Caitlin Bristow might be a little too obsessed with Justin Bieber. And I want to get Bieber's face tattooed on me. Crazy. I've always um, rooted for Justin. I know that sounds weird, but I, I don't know if it's the Canadian in me. Nine. Nine. And if Caitlyn and Artem win, could Bristow's man Jason stop her from getting a celebratory Biebs tat? He knows the importance of sticking true to a bet, but on the other hand, I think he just found that out tonight when he was watching. So I'm like, I don't know what he's gonna say about that. (laughs) 
a hot tip. Just don't get another man's face tattooed on your body. No. Never. <laughs> and we do love a theme. So for Halloween next week, the stars will dance as famous movie and TV villains. Uh, Kev, is one of them going as you? <laughs> that makes you my accomplice. Oh. Thank you, Lauren. All right, let's move on to Harry and Meghan. You know, they've really begun to settle into their new life in California, and that includes chilling and raising baby Archie away from the spotlight. We are just trying to embrace all of the quality time we get with our son right now and to not miss a single moment. And also to that, we're good. Um, but as, as Meghan quite rightly said, you know, this is a, an opportunity to spend more time as a family than we probably would otherwise. Harry and Meghan in business casual attire spoke out to promote a safer and more compassionate digital world, hosting a special edition of Time 100 Talks. It can be a sort of a, a love-hate relationship. In other royal news, married actor Dominic West, who was recently caught in a bit of an entanglement with 31-year-old Lily James, is in talks to play Harry's dad, Prince Charles, in the last two seasons of The Crown. And oh, the timing. If cast, the 51-year-old will play the prince in the era when he cheated on Princess Diana with Camilla Parker Bowles. Well, there were three of us in this marriage, so it was a bit crowded. Just last week, after the Lily photos went public, Dominic and his wife of 10 years put on a very public act of solidarity to show they are very much together. But here's why the casting would be even crazier. My granny's trying to work out why Dominic West is in the lineup. In 2013, Harry and Dominic trekked to the South Pole together. That same year, Harry invited Dominic to Buckingham Palace to meet the Queen. Have you been? <laughs> yeah, of course not. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a classic example of someone slightly panicking, not really knowing what to say to the Queen. Thanks. Poor Dominic. Stick to acting. Uh, Dominic has a lot more to worry about these days than how he acted in front of the Queen. You know, Hugh Grant is another Brit making headlines, but for a very different reason. His mysterious role opposite Nicole Kidman. Hmm, Rachel Smith joins us now. Hey, these two have a history. Oh yeah, Kev, it is hard to believe this is Hugh and Nicole's first ever project together, but it looks like it was worth the wait. I'll make it up to you later. Make it up to me now. You two have such great chemistry in the series. We've known each other with, since we were in our early 20s. We've never worked together and I feel very comfortable with him. Nicole's a laugh and a gossip, which I love. I can get <laughs> up out of that. I'm not a gossip! Yeah, well, you gossip about yourself, which I like. like all the dirt. I do. I'll ask questions about I myself. love it. You know what I love about this? You could never tell they were rich. It's all so classy. In the HBO limited series The Undoing, out Sunday, Nicole and Hugh play a filthy rich couple whose life is not what it seems. Crazy people do crazy things. You kept saying, don't kiss on me too much, because after 10 years of marriage, people would never be doing that. Remember, Hugh? Well, they you do did. It. You I, said they do that. It, but I just didn't think we should do it in every single scene. In the series, their lives ultimately get entangled in murder in a toxic web of deception. I'll fix this. Sound familiar? <laughs> Hugh, do you want to be in season three? Very much. I haven't seen season two. Is season two the one with Meryl in it? Yeah. There are others. Yeah, yeah, no, maybe I did see an episode of that. It looked brilliant. Yes, let's do it. Way to nail that job interview, Hugh. As for the Monterey Five, well, Nicole recently revealed the creative team already has a really good idea for a potential season three. So, Nicole, can you give us anything? You have to talk to Reese. Right now is such a difficult time for our industry, and we would all relish the idea of coming back together 
in Monterey. Well, you can bet fans have their fingers crossed. Meanwhile, Nicole's former co-star, Sir Anthony Hopkins, is living it up in lockdown. Go right foot up, left foot slide. He's revealing a surprising passion project, and you know we had to throw it back to Silence of the Lambs. Good evening, then, fresh off their Emmy win, we reunited Eugene Levy and Catherine O'Hara with their Best in Show cast. Feels fantastic. Revealing on-set stories on the film's 20th anniversary. I really, Don't really use really any do. of that. Thank you. <laughs> hey, everyone. It's Kevin Frazier from Entertainment Tonight. You know what? If you enjoy listening to our ET podcast, guess what? You'll really enjoy watching the TV show. Tune in every weeknight for all the late-breaking entertainment news. Check your local listings for where ET airs in your market or go to etonline.com. Yes, that really is 82-year-old Oscar winner Anthony Hopkins doing Drake's Tootsie Slide. If you haven't seen him on social, you're missing out. Well, because I've always been regarded as a rather dark actor. I'm not that at all, I'm the opposite. <laughs> you know, I've had a great life, and I just want to spread some energy. I do wish we could chat longer, but I'm having an old friend for dinner. We're just a few months away from the 30th anniversary. Can you believe that? That's right. My gosh, it's 30 years. Good evening, Oh. Yeah. We want to march down memory lane with you before audiences even had a chance to see Silence of the Lambs. He's very witty and very charming. He's brilliant. So, um, <laughs> and he does some very strange things to people. I had a lot of hair, but you're gone. <laughs> you know, Buffalo Bill's house is currently for sale in Pennsylvania. It rubs the lotion on its skin or else it gets the hose again. Could you ever live in that house? It's horrible place. <laughs> Who would buy that? For now, Sir Anthony is on to a new passion, his fragrance, candle, and diffuser collection. The purpose of this brand was something I dreamed up in isolation here, and uh, rooted in my, my commitment to the uh, partnership with No Kid Hungry. Available this Friday, every purchase provides up to 50 meals to help end childhood hunger. What does Sir Anthony Hopkins smell like? Oh, I well, I can say that he smells like delicious. <laughs> I'm his wife. When I first met Tony, the very first date, and I went over to his house, he had candles and flowers and diffusers, and I thought, walked in. I thought, this man is perfect. He, he's a keeper. <laughs> yes, he's a keeper. By the way, Sir Anthony and Stella have been married 17 years, and she's directing him in an upcoming movie, and he told me that it was the most terrifying experience of his life, Kev, even more so than playing Hannibal Lecter. You all are like homies That's now. Did funny. you invite him over for dinner? He told me to call him Tony. Oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> we go from terrifying to hilarious. Only we got the best in show gang back together. So good. God loves a terrier. It's still hilarious. What you never knew about the comedy classic. Is it true that you cast Jane after seeing her in a cereal commercial? Oh, and we just love Kellogg's Frosted Flakes. Then, what happened when Lizzo got into the recording studio with David Letterman? <laughs> yeah, you'll want to see this. I'm wet. I'm old. Two thousands best in show. 
is simply greatness. It brought us some great laugh out loud moments in comedy. Yeah, did you see that? God really does love a terrier, everybody. The film actually opened 20 years ago today. So to celebrate, we reunited this hilarious cast for one epic ET exclusive. God loves a terrier. So good to see everybody. We have a lot of great memories. We were literally going crazy laughing. <laughs> These pom-poms are keeping um, Butch's hips warm from the cold water. The hip joints is very important. Mm -hmm. It stands up. It's still hilarious. You must be very proud, Mary. Proud Mary. <laughs> oh my goodness! Who are you all of a sudden? Watching everyone improvise was just the best. They were so quick, so great and funny. Yes, God loves a terrier. Eugene jokes that he wrote that iconic song in 17 seconds, and he wore a pair of prosthetic teeth to change up his look. Director and co-star Christopher Guest actually got the idea for the movie when he and wife Jamie Lee Curtis would visit the local dog park with their two pooches. What is this? Was it true that you cast Jane after seeing her in a cereal commercial? No, I was actually shooting a commercial. Right, Chris directed it. And we just love Kellogg's Frosted Flakes. I enjoy a bowl of Frosted Flakes, that That's is great. Sure. There were no rehearsals and no script, just a 15-page outline and all the dialogue was improvised. I'm amazed this movie is so watchable considering how much fun we were having. If everyone's moving off or just having a good time, it always like goes right in the toilet onto the screen. <laughs> we like the same stuff. Yeah, before you know it. You know. Oh my God, it's the all-American love story. He was a very good boyfriend. Uh, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Buck Laughlin. We would really be remiss if we didn't talk about the late, great Fred Willard. Fred uh, was unique, and that's not something I, I say a lot of, about a lot of people. Fred worked for one day on that film. I would just like to quote uh, Martin Mull on the subject of Fred Willard. He said, you know, Fred doesn't use his turn signal. Yeah. <laughs> if you're a dog or a friend of a dog, you want to circle this night in your TV guide. Is it true that the audience was cardboard people? I think we may have used some cardboard people. We shot this in a, in a very big arena. It mm -hmm. was probably 20,000 person arena. We had some actual people and uh, we, I think we did make, they call them flat people, by the way. And uh, I, I think uh, they were the hardest to direct because they yeah. Yeah. Uh, don't listen at all. I want to take you all back down memory lane and show you this clip. This is the kind of film you love doing. Uh, these, these are the people you love working with. Thank God I was invited back. Oh, and please don't do another movie without me. It's all about us. Like, it is. The others have been cut out, and it's right, just dude. our storyline. Yeah, we kind of rose to the top. You know how the cream rises to the top? Well, that's kind of what happened with our storyline. It was kind of, you know, just kind of ancillary, but it, it's become pretty much the whole movie now. But they don't know that. What do you think when you look back at those things 20 years ago? It sounded rather self-congratulatory. <laughs> Maybe I've gotten better at this, that I'm a little more falsely humble. Um, but it's, yeah, it's, you know, uh, it was the biggest moment of my life. Do you ever think that we, we could see all of you guys reunite again for another film? Yes, please. I have a great nursing home pitch, uh, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> I got a Civil War reenactment pitch for you, Chris. <laughs> Uh, Jane, we'd watch that too, by the way. And don't forget, this crew appeared in two more Christopher Guest films, 2003's A Mighty Wind and 2006's 
for your consideration. Lauren, it was so neat. I just felt like I was turning back the clock with those guys. You They're know? comedy legends. Indeed. All right, coming up, Lizzo's lesson in rap. Her student, <laughs> this is good, David Letterman. Your exclusive sneak peek is next. Hey, everyone, it's Kevin Frazier from Entertainment Tonight. You know what? If you enjoy listening to our ET podcast, guess what? You'll really enjoy watching the TV show. Tune in every weeknight for all the late-breaking entertainment news. Check your local listings for where ET airs in your market or go to etonline.com. Hey, E.T., it's me, Joey McIntyre. Yeah, our guest co-host tomorrow has got the right stuff. I'm still looking pretty good, so come on. Our good buddy Joey McIntyre will be in the house talking new kids on the block and his new music. It's good. Is anybody more excited than you? That's my boy. I know. You know that's, that's my your, boy. That's your guy. That's uh, it. We're also going to show you what happened when Lizzo met David Letterman. Here's a little exclusive taste. Lizzo teaching Dave how to rap. It is priceless. <laughs> Take care, everybody. See y'all. Mm, I'm hot. Mm, I'm hot. Mm, I'm ugly. To make it a Lizzo song, you gotta be positive. You can't say I'm ugly. If you do say I'm <laughs> ugly, you gotta say I'm ugly, but I like it. That's as positive as you're gonna get. If you like entertainment tonight, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. Hi, it's Stephen Colbert, and I'm here to tell you about The Late Show Pod Show, which is the podcast of The Late Show with me, Stephen Colbert, and I'm here with my uh, producer of the podcast, Becca. Hi, Becca. Hi, Stephen. So what do people get when they listen to The Late Show Pod Show? Let's, let's sell this thing. The extended moments, for sure, because we run out of time for broadcast, but we have plenty of time on the podcast. It's kind of like being a live audience member of the show because you get things that no one else hears. Listen to The Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert wherever you get your podcasts.